Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris. All right, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Nice to have you on the show today, back with another NASCAR episode, looking at Atlanta, looking at the big news regarding Tyler Reddick, and then uh, we're going to talk about New Hampshire later in the show. So lots of stuff to get to. I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time on uh, the latest breaking news for sure, see what these guys have to say. Uh, So with that being said, Chris, how are you? Good. I'm going to stick to the script. Speak when I'm spoken to and uh-huh. not go off script. I I highly doubt it, but okay, cool. <laughs> Amos, you're here as well. Yeah, how you doing, Ty? Good, good. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, it could be interesting. Could be. Not to mention that my boy won the race. So, oh, jeez. You know. What we got? We got 50 seconds in, everyone, and he already <laughs> dropped that. So that was. Uh, well, I just want to make sure everybody knew. Here's the thing: uh-huh. his boy won the race, mm. but that's not who he picked to be the winner. Well, he says that he yeah, can't pick him because he jinxes him. When that's he picks the him. best case scenario. I get uh, my boy wins. Second place is whoever I picked to win for their little points game. What so if one of us pick Elliot though? You guys don't like Elias, so I feel pretty good. I don't dislike Elias. I'm pretty good about. I feel good about my strategy. All right. Well, let's get to the big breaking news off the top. Then uh, Tyler Reddick moving to 23 XI in 2024. Uh, RCR has recently picked up his option for the 2023 season, so we already knew that he was going to be back at RCR, and then most likely going to be a free agent. Obviously, he just recently got his. Uh, First cup victory at Road America over the 4th of July weekend. I, I would say surprising would be my words. Um, didn't expect anything like this to happen. The As early as the move is is also surprising. Uh, but there's lots of, lots of stuff to talk about, I'm sure. So, Chris, let's start off with your opinion here. Um, is this, from the standpoint of a Tyler Reddick, is this a good move for him? Well, not knowing any of the financial details of the thing, uh-huh. it, it must be a pretty good move for him. He must have, you know. He's raking in the money is what you're saying, huh? Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan must have walked in with a wheelbarrow full of money and said, we would like you to race for us in 2024. All right, so this is assuming. So I do have one question. Yeah, huh? Have you heard, do they have sponsorship for him? Well, this is the thing. They uh, don't even have a car, according to the article well, I read. I mean, well, this is just what I assume, that Kurt Busch would retire at the end of the season in 2023, which would be next year, and he would take over the 45. But I also saw Denny Hamlin say that as long as Kurt Busch wants a seat and he wants to race here, we're going to have a car for him. So I guess that opens up the question to Amos. You know, What do you think will happen with Kurt Busch in this scenario? Is he going to retire? Does Reddick fill the seat? What's 23XI's plans? Well, this completely surprised me. I didn't think that Reddick would be at, well, I didn't think 23XI would expand to three cars. I still don't think they're going to. I'm with you, Ty. I feel like Kurt Busch will probably call it quits. I mean, I guess he can go till the end of 2023, which he's racing well, and I don't see why he couldn't. Yeah, I just don't know that. I don't see 23XI being three cars. 
I can see Kurt Busch retiring early. Well, not early. I mean, he's been at it for a long time. What is he in his 22nd season, 23rd season in the Cup Series? So it gives, but with the announcement being so early, it gives 23XI a lot of time, 18 months to find a sponsorship, a car, expand their garage area, do things that they will need if they are going to facilitate a third car. So I I don't know. I'm I'm really surprised. I haven't quite digested the whole thing just yet to really know how I feel about it. I don't know, like, from the standpoint of the cars, how many cars they'll have. That obviously hasn't been said, so we don't know anything about that. Um, do you expect them to go multi-car more than two, three, four? What do you think? If you had to predict in 2024, how many cars do you think they will be racing no i and i my gut tells me it's two cars in 2024 okay um so wallace and reddick yeah that's my and i i mean you know bush could surprise us he could stick around but i don't i just don't see a reason other than he just flat out wants to keep driving but at some point you kind of have to i don't know we'll i guess maybe he we'll see how the playoffs go with this with him this year i mean he does have a race when he's in the chase right yeah so i don't know i i kind of figured kurt bush should have been done at the end of last year so i'm surprised mm-hmm. that he come back for another year my feeling is he'll be done at the end of the 2023 season reddick will take over the 45 whether monster stays that's yet to be determined they got 18 months to find sponsorship but that's that's my thought process right now. I just don't see that there's enough room in the Cup Series right now, even if, say, like, so if 23XI wants to expand to three and Junior Motorsports wants to go Cup Series racing, there's just not enough charters. No charters. I mean, no I know charters. that yeah. most races are taking 40 race cars, 36 to 40. We're not necessarily filling the field at most races, so... Sure, you can just come and race and yeah. qualify your way in, but I don't know. I don't think – I just don't see 23XI hitting more than two, honestly. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Do you think there's room for expansion, or do you think they stay at two? Obviously, uh, JTG Doherty has expressed interest in potentially moving on from the sport. Uh, I'd assume that's a possible – uh, spot that could be sold for a car for 23XI, and maybe even front row. Uh, we'll talk about them a little later in the show. But, I mean, there is opportunities out there if they want to, potentially. Well, from reading the article, I was quickly reading it while Amos was talking because I hadn't read the article yet. So a couple things. When I heard Tyler Reddick's name when they made the announcement on NASCAR radio today, I kind of did a double take like, wait, what, who would they say? <laughs> yeah, not expected. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. Uh, I, I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! That's got to be a typo." Yeah. yeah. Um, so, from reading the article r- real quickly, it Hamlin says that there's no now, right now, today, there's no intent to extend or expand to three cars. Yeah. But he's okay. also saying that Kurt Busch has a ride at 23XI as long as Kurt Busch wants a ride at 23XI. Oh, sorry, Wallace, you're out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. I, they would have they would expand, you would To be brutally totally on. Think. I mean, if we're just looking at, you know, how well a guy performs and what he does, you know, in the races and that sort of thing, I would say that Wallace is on the bu- you know, on the bubble, not Bush. But that's 
you know, that's just my thought. Well, age is not on Bush's side, unfortunately. I, I, I agree. Um, I do know from listening to NASCAR radio today that Richard Childress Racing is some kind of upset. Why would be? About Reddick, you know, they extend his contract, and then he goes, oh, by the way, I'm leaving next year, at the end of next year. So, you know, there's a lot of lot of emotion right now, and a lot of people are saying, you know, cut the, cut the strings on him right now. Amos even said that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the rug out from under him, make him, you know. Well, so this this is a statement that they put out on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. What you do uh, Twitter? No, I I don't do Twitter. But this this just in this article that I'm reading on NASCAR.com. Um, RCR put out a statement saying we're proud of the success Tyler Reddick has found at Richard Childress Racing. Uh, we're focused on winning the championship in 2022 and 2023. Although the timing of this announcement could not be any worse. Um, that's quite the statement to put out. <laughs> Pretty much saying like WTF in a way. I think. The timing of the statement, Chris, seems super early, um, and I would assume that wouldn't be where most of the frustration comes from because he is in a contract that they that they extended off of uh, RCR option, right? Not a driver right. option, but no, it was, the it team was option. And then before they could even offer him a new contract, now that he's going to enter into next year, in the last year of his deal, he just uh, jumped ship. I mean... That's kind of putting it rudely, but he does kind of just jump well, out. Well, from reading between the lines on the article that I was reading, uh, it looks to me like there were a number of people that were out there expressing interest in Tyler Reddick. Okay, and maybe yeah, I mean, and, and Denny Hamlin said, you know, I've raced against him, I've seen the kind of person he is, and I wanted him, and so I went out and got him. And so, you know, this kind of comes back to what we were talking about last week, about yeah. him possibly jumping over to Stuart Hawes or... Well, we almost thought that he would stay with the Chevy team, though. Well, we did. But we also but talked about that there's not that many <laughs> options for Chevy teams, right? So, yeah. so <laughs> Reddick's got to take care of himself at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and probably I, I, yeah. it wasn't going anywhere at RCR in the long run. I know? almost just wonder, though, is, if this is the best option for him, potentially. He's been in the Chevy camp, what, going back to Junior Motorsports, and he won some Xfinity championships with Junior. They were running Chevys and started up with RCR and Cup, and, and he's had success. I think his his lack of aggression has cost him some wins sometimes, but I just feel like, I don't know if this is a great move, in my opinion, for him. Does that make sense? I, I just feel like maybe there's too much uncertainty right now to really say either way. But I feel like it's uh, it, it could be a backwards move in some ways, depending on if 23XI keep growing and keep progressing, because with the lack of Toyotas on the track, that also makes it hard. When you have that many Chevys on the track, it's almost like you have that many more teammates. So I do think 23XI should expand yeah, once but he I mean, gets there. Chevrolet, I mean, let's face it, Hendrick is the big dog in the Chevrolet camp, and everybody else is kind of out there circling around for the, you know, leftovers, so to speak, you know. And so I, I just think if you're going to drive a Chevy, you either got to be a Hendrick or you got to be in a Ford or a Toyota. Because I, I don't see Chevrolet putting the big development money anywhere but Hendrick Motorsports, and then everybody else yeah. kind of reaps the benefit from that. Yeah. 
And and then RCR's got a, a, another unique situation in the sense that they're still trying to run their own engines, you know, along with Earnhardt, whatever, what is it? Childress Earnhardt racing engines or whatever it is. ECR engines. Yeah, ECR engines. So, I, I mean, I can kind of see where Reddick's looking at it and saying, yeah, this is always going to be, you know, the crumbs of what the racing development yeah, is all about. But is going to 23XI that much different? Yes, I mean, it is. Well, how, though? Because you're well, behind because JGR. Toyota, yeah, but Toyota doesn't have that many teams, and so they're going to they're gonna concentrate on putting everybody, yeah, the best equipment under everybody they can. I mean, I'm looking at 23XI, and I'm seeing where Kurt Busch is running, running week to week, week yeah. in and week out, and, and he gets good finishes if he can keep from wrecking. And then I look at the other driver at 23XI, and, you know, he was running mid-20s when he was at Petty Motorsports. Yeah. And he's running mid-20s for 23XI. And so at some point in time, you know, somebody's got to look at this and say, is is he really capable of performing in the Cup? Well, and I think that's where expanding the team would help, is if they bring in more drivers, they get more data and get more successful but, on the track. Cause but... JGR is just not... I don't I, think that JGR and Toyota is focusing as much attention on 23XI as we might think they could. Well, at least. they may not be, but then it, all, it also comes down to they're getting the data points. Yeah. Is the other driver utilizing the data points that they're getting? Well, some of it also does come down to just talent uh, at the end of the day as well. So, yeah. uh, Amos, you talked last week about how you don't see Chevy letting Reddick get out of the camp of, of the Chevys. So obviously that's something that we alluded, alluded to just a second ago with Chris. Um, that's got to be surprising, right? I mean, so much for this like brand manufacturer loyalty and all this stuff. Uh, he, he's out of there. Huh? Yeah, it sounds like to me everybody in the <laughs> RCR Chevy camps probably getting tipped over with a feather right now. I mean, there wasn't grumblings of him going anywhere, but he was still high on him winning a race. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm surprised. I mean, I obviously there's details of the deal that we don't know about. That I mean, he's not just going to say, I'm going to go to 23XI and drive. We don't have a car. We don't have a sponsorship. We don't know this. We don't know that. So, obviously, there's some inner workings that have not been released, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not just going to go to work for somebody and just be like, yay, what are we doing today? Well, we don't have anything to do for you, but glad to see you on board. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what RCR does with him at the end of this year. Yeah. My point, if it was me, I'd announce a driver for the number eight. I'd shore up my sponsorship, and I'd dump him at the end of the year, sue him for breach of contract, release him, whatever you got to do, and just let him figure it out for the next year because – I'm not saying that it was kind of a low blow type deal, but yeah, kind of, you're I just, mean, it's 18 months away. You just signed a, you, you obviously agreed to the driver option or the owner option for well, the contract. So this, that's actually up for debate. I mean, it depends on the contract terms. Uh, sure, when the club but, has the club team, whatever has options, that doesn't necessarily mean that. Sometimes your input is taken into account. <laughs> well, that may be, but his input might not be taken. If it were me, I mean, I think I'm just kind of, I'd be kind of bitter enough. I'd just be like, you know what, dude, 
we're done at the end of the year. You can figure it out. So I mean, that was that was what I was going to ask you. So you went ahead and answered that one. I mean, honestly, like we've said, there's lots of details that we don't know. But the basics is that it's kind of out of nowhere, and there's not a lot of plans. It seems like just yet. So we'll know more. I'm sure as it gets closer and closer. Um, but mostly, I think it's just surprising. Um, so I don't really have anything else to say. Chris, do you want to say anything else? Any other thoughts that have come to your mind that we haven't talked about? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we've touched on everything. I, I think it is going to be interesting to see how things shake out at RCR towards the end of the season. Do you think he'll uh, fit in all right around the 23XI camp? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the atmosphere is at 23XI. Uh-huh. So... I don't know. He just he just kind of strikes me as like it's kind of shy guy. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it, it's, there's some strong personalities <laughs> to that 23xi, yeah. and I feel like if they do run three teams, he's going to be overshadowed. I think he's going to be the third car. He's going to be the lesser sponsored car, the lesser research car, the lesser everything car. He's just well. Just if they do run three cars, though, then that means they're going to bring in someone else. You'd assume. Unless Kurt Busch stays till he's like 60, which I don't know, maybe. Um, or gets abducted But by it's aliens. not, even if he is the third car, right, he's still putting up better results than both of these two guys currently that he's going to be teammates with if he was in a third car, uh, you know, assuming they go to three. So, like, in my opinion, he's more talented right now than both of them. I mean, Kurt Busch is really talented, but he's just well, losing it with age a little bit. Well, let's talk about RCR for just a minute. Okay. Okay, so they're saying that they're going to concentrate on winning a championship now that that Tyler's solidly into the chase. Yeah. But if he's not performing well, say, three races into the chase? Well, it'll be out if that's the case. Okay, yeah, it'll be out of the chase, and then we'll RCR look at it and go, yeah, maybe our decision to extend your contract wasn't a wise one. So. I don't know, because this is – and that's what they mean by the timing comment, right, is yeah. – they did extend him, and then he announced, like, maybe you should have thought about this before, or maybe, the, I don't know, did you think they even talked to him about his contract situation? I, I'm really Consulted questioning him it. that much? I'm not sure. I mean, to me, it looks like Hamlin's probably been negotiating with him <laughs> for a while. He's getting in on him. And, uh, what is that? Tampering, man. Tampering. Something. I don't know if they've got Charge that. Charge him up. <laughs> I don't know if they've got that. It's in the NASCAR, NBA. Come on. We're not in the NBA here, because there's not a it's driver's true. union. Well, I think uh, I think RCR should be a little disappointed. That's for sure. Amos, anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? No, I. I mean, I think it's. I think personally, Reddick's going to go. He's going to be shadowed by everybody at the Toyota yeah. camps. I don't feel like he's going to get the resources and the tools he needs at RC or at twenty three XI. I know. I mean, my opinion is for research and development, sure, Hendricks probably gets the lion's share of the money, but Trackhouse and RCR are winning races too, so yep. they're still getting every bit of as much funding, if not more than what 23XI is getting from Toyota. And in my opinion, I'd like to see numbers on that, but I just, like, Tyler Reddick's the main, he's the number one, in my opinion, at uh -huh. RCR. He, he has is. a good, he's done well. And I, you know, I mean, obviously everybody's going to do what they got to do as a driver, but uh, 
I just kind of question the timing, this, this so far in advance yeah. of when he'll actually be driving, you know, the whole thing. So just kind of, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's funny because they they do say, oh, we're going we're gonna to focus on winning the championship in 2022-2023. Well, who gives them the best opportunity to do that at RCR? Yeah, it's, it's Tyler Reddick, yeah. right? So another thing, just my, my final thing to say, I guess, uh, we keep coming up with things to say, but my final thing to say is like, that 2023 season, it might as well just be a dud. Because, yeah, he's going to be racing for RCR, but the whole time it's going to be him looking towards his next destination. It's it's like a coach, like they say with coaches, it's going to be a lame duck season because he doesn't have a future there. There's no point. Like He knows that. His team knows that. His crew chief is going to know that. RCR is going to know that. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like I don't get him making whatever the decision is whatever for him to leave but to make it this early is so strange so uh any early predictions for who replaces him in the eight amos noah gregson noah gregson chris ty dylan ty dylan <laughs> or uh, not ty dylan gibbs gibbs oh he's, he's like i'll show you he's gonna go to chevy that's funny <laughs> uh i don't know you know you got what six Xfinity Series drivers yeah, that are really good, mm. and they're all going to be looking for rides short term. But you're going to have a lot of openings coming up, right? I mean, I you would assume you're have a lot of openings, but you might uh, well, have one or you just two. put them out there. You're going to have the eight now. Whatever 23XI does, let's say they expand. That's one. Uh, Kurt Busch, excuse me, sorry, Kyle Busch potentially here in the next few seasons. Kevin Harvick. Well, maybe Kyle Busch should go over to RCR. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, I've heard uh, Matt DiBenedetto maybe batted around too. So, well, we'll but the problem with Matt DiBenedetto, and I love the guy, and I wished he was in the, you know, in the Cup Series. Yeah. But he basically he wasn't able to catch on with a ride, a steady ride in the Xfinity Series. He's had to drop. He's clear, in trucks, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's had to drop clear down to the truck series, yeah. which that's not necessarily a bad thing in the sense of building experience. But at the same time, you know what personality problem is going on that's keeping Matty D out of the cup? You well, know, and he's in thirteenth in the truck series. Yeah, so it's not like he's burning it down. Well, yeah, but that truck series is—it's so volatile in the sense that you know. There are competitive rides in the truck series, but they're few and far between because most of the teams are working on a shoestring budget. You, know? you got to get in with the, the Toyotas. <laughs> yeah. yeah or, really. or be very, very talented. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's move on then. We'll have more to say, I'm sure, next week when more details come out or you know, as more details come out. But yeah, as of now, I think we're all surprised and uh, didn't didn't expect anything like that to happen. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. All right, uh, let's move on to Atlanta. Then it was a it was a pretty good race, I thought actually. Um, headlines, I guess, should be Elliott getting his third win of the year and and Ross Chastain ruffling more feathers. That's that's most what I took away from it. Uh, Chris. Did you find the Atlanta race exciting? Yes, no. Uh, I like... found it entertaining. Okay, entertaining. That's something. I, I have a little bit of trouble getting excited about a uh, miniature super speedway restrictor plate race. Yeah. Uh, and I thought you saw some of that problems with restrictor plate racing at Atlanta. I think it reared its head pretty early and often. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's true. And and then the thing is that. That mile and a half, I mean, I get it. You know, it's banked. It's the whole. It's it's a mini super 
super speedway, you know. And I I got to hand it to them guys. They were going four wide where there probably wasn't room for three wide. Yeah, there was you know? some there was some interesting racing yeah. going on. Yeah, there was. There really was. I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out how Christopher Bell could pull out of the pits, lose a tire, and they're not going to do any penalizing of that whole team. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you've been you've been slamming people and suspending crew chiefs and everything else. And then yeah. this time you're going to go, ah, King's X, we're just going to let this one slide, you know? Yeah, I saw that too. They announced that they wouldn't penalize him. Uh, I don't... I guess I don't understand why not, if everyone else was. They said uh, the loss of will uh, penalty has been frequently used, and they decided not to this time. I mean, I, it's a hard call, they said. <laughs> Wait, well, well, what do you mean? Like, these dudes lose tires on the track all the time. Just stay consistent like, with what you've been doing the whole no, year, you know? No, uh, and, and I feel bad for Corey LaJoy because, I mean, the dude's out in front, might have been able to win the race if things had fallen his way. I don't think so, but we can we can <laughs> you know? we can dream, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it would have been a nice change. Let's just put it that way. It would have, but honestly, just to kind of get my thoughts of, on Coyle Joy winning the race out of the way, if he did, I don't think I would have been that happy because I mean, let's let's just face it, he's not even anywhere near high in the standings it would be a complete madness oh. for him to win a race and it just takes away someone that actually deserves not that you know he's a bad driver or whatever but the equipment's just not there for him so it'd really mess up someone's day if if he did win uh but that that's really all i mean i just i wouldn't have been a big fan i would have been a fan of him winning but not in the sense of the sport it wouldn't be good for the sport that's that's so what I think. one thing we need to clarify because this was brought forth to my attention mm-hmm the points leader at the end of the season is in the chase, period, whether he has any wins or not. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Because I think we were a little maybe confusing people when we were talking about it last week. Oh, okay. Well, so it's good that we've clarified that. Uh, Amos, obviously you've already said Elliot won the race. There was a lot going on in the race. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, Elliot was mostly up front. He was mostly... Dominant, I think, is a safe word to say in most aspects of that race. Uh, it wasn't a race that got away from him, and it's kind of a trend that we're starting to see the last few weeks with him running up front, being consistent. Won a few races now. Uh, what What do you think about Atlanta, M- more specifically about Chase Elliott and how he's, he's doing here? Well, obviously qualifying being rained out gave him a starting spot, so that may have helped a little bit early on in the race. <laughs> okay. Um, Obviously he had a great car. He led 96 laps different times throughout the race. Had a strong he, I mean he had a strong car at Road America, but it started to fade on him. And I'd made the comment to you that that's probably what's going to happen in this race. And it seemed that things towards the end of the race kind of fell into his lap and give him an opportunity to take advantage of them the the good fortune he had. So. I mean, he had a strong car. His pit crew did well all day long. So yeah. uh, two wins in a second in the last three races. Um, I know I've said in the past that we haven't seen somebody get on a roll like that with this new next-gen car and that him and, and particularly Kyle Bush were ones that I felt like could start 
heating up and putting down some good finishes, and that might cause a little bit of trouble for the rest of the field. So I kind of still stand by that, I think. I mean, obviously, the team's figured out what they need to do to get him comfortable at the track. He's driving well, qualifying well. So, yeah, I mean, he's got some decent races in the next seven before the end of the regular season. So it could be – I mean, he's – seven points up on everybody for playoff points he's three wins he's the points leader so i mean he's kind of covering all the bases right now so yeah i i think they're i mean hendrick in general is not necessarily clicking the other three guys are struggling a little bit but chase and his team's figured something out and they look pretty good i'm i'm was quite impressed with the last stretch races he's got going all right so first second first it, Nashville, Road America, now Atlanta, Chris. Uh, should should the field be getting worried that Chase Elliott's about to take over and uh, he's peaking at the right time, peaking too early? What do you think? Well, I hadn't really pondered that. Oh, okay. Well, this is live pondering on air. Live pondering. <laughs> no, um, in my estimation, we kind of saw the same scenario with uh, Kyle Larson last year. Almost. Uh, well, it's a little later, but yeah. Yeah. And so, but then he went into the chase and knocked off, what, five wins? Five wins in the chase. So I don't want to say that he's peaking too early. Okay. But it kind of feels that way, in a sense. A little bit, okay. Yeah. I do, I, I do just to add in real quick, the, the remaining schedule is favorable to what he can do, right? So that plays in his favor. Yes, it does. I think... Well, let me put it to you this way. It's going to depend on the next couple of races as to whether I'm going to make a commitment as to whether or not he's peaking too early. Okay. Because New Hampshire doesn't favor him, but he can race well there. And and we've got uh, the same situation coming up with uh, Watkins Glen. It, it, it is a road course. It could be a wild card. I don't know. I mean... You say the schedule kind of favors him, but we got New Hampshire, Pocono, Indianapolis, Michigan, Richmond, and Watkins Glen. And I see him doing well at Richmond, not so much at Michigan, and Pocono is kind of a toss-up race. Sure, it's up in the air. But but then you've got New Hampshire, Indianapolis, and Watkins. I I just don't know. I, I mean, there's possibly I don't I don't think it'll happen, but there's possibly two to three races that he could win down the stretch here. Uh, Daytona, you never know. He's he's been racing pretty well at Daytona lately, so so we got seven races. So you're saying uh, a couple of victories in the next seven? I mean, a possibility. I it, we haven't seen it like <sighs> like Amos said, we haven't seen people win multiple races in short amounts of time. So that that trend the plays clo- against the closest him. we've seen is Chase winning. Not back to back, but a week yeah. in between. Yeah, which, and and he was running very well in the race in between. Right. I mean, he could have won three in a row. So Potentially, he's yeah. breaking the trend almost of consistent back to back high finishes, almost winning races. And if he starts doing that and he keeps doing that, 
Uh, it could be pretty nervy for everyone. He might just start running away with the championship. I mean, well, the problem is, is you can't go into the chase with a great big lead and hold on to it. I don't know. You got to make might. something happen in twelve races, and that's what kind of worries me. He definitely, he definitely has that ability, though. I mean, he's forty-seven points in front in the driver standings just alone, so that'll be nice. Um, three wins pretty much locks him in the playoffs for sure. No threat. I mean, two's very secure as well, but. Three, that almost that almost guarantees in the first place spot, I almost feel like. Uh, we'll see how many more guys can win more races than that. I don't know if there's many out there. So maybe a little overshadowed, though. <laughs> uh, we're getting to it secondly. But a little overshadowing his win was the controversy with Chastain and Hamlin for the second, third, I don't know, let's keep counting them time. Uh, there was no Well, how many races are we into? He's got, he's There's got no so controversy many. there. Hamlin's just got to quit driving his car down into the right front of Chastain. Oh, here we go. I mean, here that's we go. all there is to it, you know? We got our resident petty guy on uh, the show today. Uh, Amos, uh, we've talked about this before. I don't know if there's much. It's kind of like what Danny Hamlin said. Um, I don't have much more to say other than what I said last time. But this Chastain situation keeps popping up. He keeps wrecking people. Um, at least in our view, he keeps wrecking people. No, wait a minute. Yeah. Our view? No, uh, sorry. Me and Amos's view. Chris Chris just is fine with everyone getting wrecked as long as it's not Kyle Busch. Um, what more well, can we say? that's not true. That's not true. I'm not fine with everybody getting wrecked. So if Chastain long. went out there and wrecked uh, almost anybody but Bush, you'd be, you would, uh, you would, be happy, huh? Well, let me put it to you this way. As long as he's wrecking Hamlin, I'm not going to get too worried <laughs> oh, about it. That's what it really comes down yeah. to. Amos, what more can we say, if anything? I mean, it Because, almost... you know, the reason is, is Hamlin's <laughs> such a damn crybaby. He can't just shrug his shoulders and say, you know, crap happens. Well, he kind of... Yeah, okay. But this is the problem. <laughs> Amos, Chris has presented the, the prime reason of why this is driving me crazy is because... Chastain keeps running into people, running people off the road, wrecking people, and he comes out on the other side of it fine, somehow, finishes second in the damn race, and then people are like, oh, well, what do you do? It's, it's, just, it's just how it is. And then, so he just does it again and again, and eventually someone's got to be like, bro, you can't do that anymore. Well, I think Hamlin's biding his time until the chase. Well, I hope... I will not be at all surprised to see the number one car go out of the first three races of the chase... <laughs> At the front bumper of the number 11. I'm not uh, wishing ill will towards hardly anyone. You know, we don't like Hamlin, but still. Uh, Chastain just needs to get put in the wall. So that's all I think. Amos, what more can we say? I mean, there's not much more. Well, there's not much more we can say other than, you know, I, I said this four races into the season. The guy's wrecking everybody. He's <laughs> developing a bad rap in the garage. He's... He's not making friends, and from the interview that he had with NBC, it doesn't sound like he cares to make friends. He didn't necessarily run directly into Denny Hamlin, but he did nothing to avoid the incident or the contact. Yeah. My opinion, in that, like, that racing situation, he wanted the contact to close the field up to give him an upper opportunity to restart to get ahead of Elliott. Like, uh -huh. everything these guys do, for the most part, is a calculated reason of why they do it. M my issue with Chastain, and I don't, yeah, I don't care. If you're going to wreck Ham Hamlin, fine, whatever. <laughs> but 
four, five, six times into the season. He's running into everybody. He he ran over two people in this race. Yeah, Martin Trix Jr., Denny Hamlin. It's not, and it's not just once in a while he's running into people. Because let's face it, everybody on the circuit's run into somebody. Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano. It doesn't matter who it is. Okay, mm-hmm. they've all done it. They've all caused an accident. They've all tore up multiple multiple cars. I mean, hell, Chase Elliott blocked Corey LaJoy and wadded, and as a and result of that, <laughs> it wadded up a few cars yeah, behind that was, them. That was a right? clean block. So right. not well, comparable well within in my the rules. opinion. Sure. But my point is he did it and it had a consequence of on the other drivers. But it's not every damn race. Chase Elliott's trying to run into somebody or run over somebody or alter the race. Ross <laughs> Chastain does it every race. I get sick of seeing it. I get sick of hearing about it. I get sick of listening to it. He will get his due, and it's going to be bad. And But what's going to happen is he'll probably end up still moving because no matter what happens, the guy finishes second in the race, wins the race, win. Yeah. Everybody on the broadcast is talking about how great a driver he is. Uh, Justin Marks thinks he's the neatest thing since sliced bread. He, he always comes out smelling like a rose in the end of it while – Denny Hamlin finished 22nd. Martin Truex Jr. had an okay car, was running up front, but didn't have a strong enough car to compete for the win. I mean, it's just... Dylan got taken out in that race. Yeah, I mean, it's just... And he was having a good day. It's just one thing after another, and it's with the same guy all the time. Now, you can say it is what it is. He's an aggressive racer. He... He doesn't know any different. You don't want him to lose his flair. Okay, yada, yada, yada. I get all that. I've watched NASCAR for religiously for 22 years now. Kyle Busch was a dumbass when he first started. He had to clean it up. NASCAR told him to. Kevin Harvick was parked for races. Like I said, Kyle Busch was parked for races. Kurt Busch lost his ride, went through a horrible stretch professionally and personally because of the actions he did on the track. Yeah. you know, even going back into before I started watching Dell Earnhardt, you loved him, you hated him. Like, there's a consequence for everything you do on the track. And the consequence coming for Ross Chastain is going to be severe. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be, in my opinion, he's going to keep running over people because the 2% of people in NASCAR, which is Chris Leiniger and Kyle Petty, <laughs> who love the way he drives... Is he that's who he's listening to, so that's what he's gonna keep doing. And my estimation what's gonna happen, he's gonna wreck too many people, he's gonna do the wrong thing, yep. and NASCAR's gonna park him. He's gonna get parked in a chase race, Ooh. and he's gonna he's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be detrimental to him, to his race team and his race organization yeah. because that's that's what happens. NASCAR lets it go, lets it go. The drivers can only handle so much. He he will get his due, and it will be career-altering, in my opinion. I've seen it. I think it's going to happen. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if it'll go that far because I just think the same thing is going to keep happening because we've seen it, and uh, I don't know what more NASCAR needs to see to, to punish the guy. I mean, Chris, you talked about how Gregson got penalized for what he did in Road America, right? No one seems to want to do that to Chastain, so I think mm. uh, I think it's disappointing in a lot of ways. I I don't know. I mean, I I, I think he's going to have a very miserable chase. He's in the chase. 
Yeah. But I think it's going to be a real short-lived, miserable chase for him. Well, my ultimate thoughts is at the start of the year, you know, I kind of like Chastain. As the season's gone on, I'm not liking him very much anymore. So he's really getting on my nerves. I mean, it's like Amos said. He's running out of friends right now. He's pissed off so many drivers that if they get a chance, they're probably going to take him out. But see, here's the thing that I can't figure it out because – I mean, I've watched these accidents pretty close, and I've watched the slow motions, and I've watched the, you know, the whole bit. Yeah. And it just seems to me like his car picks up speed once it makes contact with somebody. Oh <laughs> yeah, because he goes into the turns, and he gets out of control, or loose, or however you want to phrase it. And when when you're in that situation, you need to let off the gas, right? But I don't well, think he does. I think, think he so. mashes it more and goes, and he makes might- sure... Maybe what it is is he closes his eyes, grips the wheel, and just mashes the gas and hopes for the best. Well, the last thing I have to say on the whole deal, and, and we, we'll have to move on, is you know he, he wrecked Truex. I don't know how else to put that. He got into him. He pushed him all the way through the turn. We've seen it happen on multiple different tracks this year with him and other drivers doing that exact thing. You can't push guys in the turns. We've already established that. And... What's he do? He he gets a little damage, comes out fine on the other end, takes out two or three cars behind him, and then he goes on and finishes second in the race. But that's why he keeps doing this crap, because he knows that he's getting away with it, and he's still getting good results at the end of the day. But whatever. Uh, we can we can let Petty and everyone on NBC cheer him and just have to be fine with it. All right. Um, we know what the playoff pitcher is kind of shaping up like. Talked about it last week. It didn't change a ton from this race, obviously, so... We'll just quickly mention that Chris Bell only has a 19-point lead now on Harvick. I think that's been closed up a little. Bell didn't help himself in that department at all. Uh, so let's let's go on to reviewing our picks, and uh, we'll make our driver awards for Atlanta. Uh, unless you guys want to say anything else about the race. I know we kind of did go over so it quicker than we normally do, but the Reddick news was I do big. have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. In... Playing back the spring race at Atlanta and then this most recent race last week. Yeah. Did it seem like the track raced a little better this week? I thought it was last actually, Last week, yeah. I should say, than it did in the spring. Yeah, I thought it was actually okay. funner for some reason. Right. Like, so, the cars spread out a little more, and yeah. I felt like the racing was more competitive. I remember, and maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I remember them being banked up by twos way more last time. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I, I, so I wasn't coming away with a vaulted bridge. No, I, I think so. What do you think, it is? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say it was a fabulous race because <laughs> oh my, my boy gosh. won. So, <laughs> um, no, this is something that I've been maintaining. I think that's a great point, Chris. Um, I, I've been maintaining this through the entire season. When we start coming back to tracks that these guys have seen previous, the racing's going to be better. I think the bigger teams... Hendrick, JGR, Penske, maybe Stuart Haas, they're going to have the data points they need for the car, for the racetrack, and it's going to be, it, it, it will be maybe more competitive within them bigger teams. But I think the racing, and even the smaller teams are still going to have good information to come back on. Uh, Goodyear's going to bring a better, a, a better tire. Like all the way around, I think these tracks. We're going to see for a second time this season will be better. I don't know why it seemed like this race was better compared to the spring race. Like I said, maybe I was more into this race because my guy was doing well. (laughs) 
But it did seem like and feel like it was a little bit more of an engaging race yeah, than the spring race. And honestly, a little bit more engaging race than, I mean, I know my boy's done good in the last two races, but even more engaging than the last two. So I, I'm not sure why, but yeah, yeah, I think it was good. I, I enjoyed the race a lot more this time around for sure. Uh, all right, let's, let's hand out our awards. I think uh, driver of the day, rookie of the day, and team of the day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, maybe all kind of easy picks. We'll see. Uh, let's let's lead it off with Chris. Chris, who do you want to go with for driver of the day? Well, I think you got to give it to Chase Elliott. I mean, he won the race. Oh, that's the only reason, huh? Well, wow. Such I, a I basic could, answer. I could justify <laughs> just giving it to Austin Sendrick. Because he finished third. Uh, Eric Jones had a really good race at fourth. So, I mean, there's several drivers that I could, you know, that I could name. Harrison Burton had a top 10 finish, you know. So, but I'm going to give it to Chase Elliott. All right. Yeah. No objections. I think he was dominant, led a lot of laps, and uh, ultimately won the race. So, pretty, pretty easy right there. Yep. Uh, Amos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Why, why we know that go, you have no objection. Why would I say any different? <laughs> All right. Uh, Austin Sendrick for Rookie of the Day seems pretty easy, straightforward to me. Yep. Uh, he did start fifth, which, you know, not because of qualifying, because we didn't have that, but he did start fifth, and he finished third, so that's a pretty good day. And I don't even feel like he was – he wasn't up there, but he was just kind of solidly in the top ten most of the day. So, uh, Amos, you agree too? Yeah, I agree. I mean, and then – we can't give a shout-out to Justin Haley, finished seventh, so. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> just slide it in there. Um, Amos, who do you want to go with for team of the day? I th- I think there's probably two picks. I don't know, maybe you could go three. Uh, but what do you think? I say that we give team of the day to Penske. They okay. didn't have, like, Austin Sendrick's car was pretty much junk at the start of the race. <laughs> yeah, He was able to work on it finished third. Ryan Blaney probably didn't have the day that any of us and or himself expected that he would have, but he still finished fifth. So I poor old Joey Logano got caught up in uh, Ross Chastain's crap earlier in the race and kind of he was struggling anyway, obviously. But yeah, Penske, I mean, they're always restrictor eight plate races they seem to be right there running up front so yeah i go with penske too a lot of the same reasons but i will say you know just defend my guy a little he was having a better day before he got wrecked and i think he would have finished probably maybe top 10 uh so that was frustrating but i'll go with penske too uh chris yeah i'm gonna all right a three for yeah not even not even going with track house though well i mean i mean track house had a good day but but we have to keep we have to look at Ross Chastain and say, yeah, Trackhouse had a good day, but one of the drivers was Ross Chastain. I mean, He's you know, running everyone over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, you yeah. know, I don't dislike Ross Chastain at all. I just think that his style of driving is starting to grind on some people kind of in a negative way. <laughs> Grinding on me. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, let's review our picks. We did pole, uh, let's see, we did winner, pole sitter, and best manufacturer. And Chris, you can debate us, but I'm I'm still gonna say you lost this one. So, uh, winner furthest away was me, Alex Bowman, in 32nd. I don't remember if he got caught up in an accident or if he just had. 
So yeah, he had an okay did, day. Okay, yeah. He did get caught yeah. up in the wreck. Along with uh, Byron and... Oh, Bob was Kyle that one? Huh? And, right. Yeah, there was... All right, Blaney uh, was Chris's pick. Finished fifth. Good pick, Chris. Sorry you didn't get the point there. Uh, he really was a disappointment to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> disappointing? You finished fifth. Well, get out of here. Yeah, but I mean, I was <laughs> high on him winning this race, you know. I, I, I just And he just couldn't seem to get it together again. All right, uh, Amos, you get the point with Ross Chastain finishing second. Yes. Pains me to say it, but I'll take it. Uh, maybe Ryan Blaney should take lessons from Chastain and wreck half the field and get yourself in a better position mm-hmm. next time. I guess that's one way of finishing. Yeah. Well, eliminate half of them. <laughs> uh, Amos, you had William Byron for pole. Chris, you had Kyle Larson, and I had Austin Sendrick. So we didn't get to see that, so no points awarded for that one. And uh, best manufacturer, me and Amos went with Chevy. Chris went with Ford. We had five and five split even in the top ten. But Chevy did win the race, so I'm going to say Chevy gets the points. Sorry, Chris. Do you have objections in any form? No. Okay. Good. I'm used We're to you making up. the rules on the fly. Uh, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> so I'm at 27 points. Chris is at 21, and Amos is at 15. So Making uh, a comeback. He's making a comeback. Three points in the last two weeks. He's feeling good. Uh, we'll make winner pick, pole sitter pick, and uh, over under on who leads the most laps at 100. It's a 300-lap race. So... Uh. Should be good. Uh, all right, let's talk about. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to skip another thing here because Reddick just took so long. So we'll go to uh, New Hampshire. Uh, it should be a fantastic race. The commercials have just been so exhilarating. The only race in the New England area, which I almost want to just ask, like, hey, does anyone out there that lives in the New England area contest that? Because is Watkins Glen in the New England area? I don't know. Um, well, it's in upstate New York. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think when you think of New England, it's the Boston, mm. Eastern New York, the tri-state area. Uh-huh. Like, that's, like, Watkins Glen is not that close to I guess that actually, part of New York. Technically, it's in the Finger Lakes region. Yeah, it's closer to the west side. Well, let's yeah. see. I would like to know what you say out there. So let's see where you, what you count as New England out there. Um, all right. New Hampshire should be, well, last year was actually kind of entertaining because <laughs> we got the great Kyle Busch scene of him having his meltdown <laughs> after the rain come out and, and ruined his day. And then Amarillo won the race, which was so strange. Uh, Chris, what do you expect from New Hampshire this week? Uh, given the weather forecast, I expect it to be kind of chaotic. Okay, chaotic. They may not get it in on Sunday and probably Monday's less likely. This is exactly what you told us last week, so yeah, but I don't trust your weather skills. Okay, but okay, fine. <laughs> the weatherman has let us down too many times. <laughs> let me put it to you this way. If they yeah. don't get the race in on Sunday, uh-huh. it probably ain't going to happen next week. Okay, well, let's get it in Sunday. Um, <laughs> Just saying. Amos, what do you think? Uh, kind of be the same old New Hampshire type of race? Do you think we'll see any excitement? Uh, what are you expecting? So I think there's a lot of unknowns with this first time uh, we've been to New Hampshire with the new car. And it kind of seems like every time we go to a new track, I'm not sure if they did any tire testing or anything with this next-gen car. So I feel like it's going to be a little chaotic, at least through the first stage. Um, New Hampshire's not necessarily a track that is 
known for lots of wrecks, lots of cautions. Yeah. Just it's just so flat. Pretty it's I mean it's a straight up oval, so kind of driver friendly. I think if you can survive the first stage, get some uh a couple of good adjustments and the weather holds off, I think you'll be all right for two and three towards the end of the race. But uh I mean New Hampshire's not I think racing in New Hampshire once a year is, is good enough. You're not a big fan of yeah, New Hampshire? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. It's definitely <laughs> a different track. It's it's not your run-of-the-norm NASCAR track. So it's good that it's in the area, you know, that they have a race in the area. I, I applaud that. I, New Hampshire is a good facility. I'm not saying it's a crappy track. But um, <laughs> but it will be. I think the first part of the race is going to be chaotic if – According to Chris, if the weather doesn't give us any fits, it's still going to be a little chaotic. All right, 1.06-mile track, so a little unique in its shape. Um, very flat track, too, correct? So, yes. you know, it, it is different. It's a small yeah, it's track. It's like could almost be no banking, I think. Uh, Chris, have you been to this track? Is this one you can say I've checked off? No. No, too far away in the far reaches of the New England area <laughs> yeah, it was for you, huh? <laughs> I, I never, I got up to, no, I've never been to New Hampshire even. All right. Uh, what's, what's your... I've been to Connecticut, but I haven't been to New Hampshire. Uh, it's close then. Uh, what's your five-star review for the race in New Hampshire? Well, I kind of side with Amos on the fact that one time in New Hampshire is plenty. Did they used to do two? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, man. They used to, do two. <laughs> like it used when they to went be, to Pocono twice. Used to start off the chase. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it did. Oof. I and think then they I switched like this it to now. Chicago. And then I can't remember who starts the chase now. Oh, now who starts the chase? Yeah. I mean, it's. I it, thought you were giving us your history lesson over there. No, I was just. <laughs> Darlington to, starts the chase. I was just, Who? Darlington. No. It's all over the place now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what's your what's your rating here? Give us a star rating. Maybe. I'll give it a three. A three. It's a low one. Yeah. It's something we got to do every year, but we do it. <laughs> well, I think it could be like this is one of the only racetracks where one driver led every lap and obviously won the race. And it was kind of some extenuating circumstances as to why it happened. But if you have a good car at New Hampshire, it's – it's hard to pass even outside of the next gen car. So, so are you telling me well, the next two weeks might be kind of hard to watch? Explore the history of that particular race you speak of. Oh no, that was the year that Adam Petty and I think somebody else died practicing in New Hampshire. Well, Adam Petty for sure. And so they decided they were going to put restrictor plates on the cars on a one mile track. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Jeff Burton started on the pole and finished first. Never Led relinquished the lead in the entire 300 race. laps. 300 laps of What watching. year was this? Like 99 or 2000. I think it was 2000. I th- was it 2000? 2000? Well, around that time period. Anyways. Anyway, it must have been 2000. Because in 2001, they had the whole 9-11 thing, and they ended up racing it like in December. Literally, Thanksgiving's when they, just before Thanksgiving's when they oh, raced man. it in 2001. Okay. But so, yeah, it it was not. A compelling race. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. So hopefully it'll be better with the new car. Yeah, hopefully. I okay. don't think so. Uh, well, we got this, and we 
Thanks for the optimism. Well, Amos. I'm just um, saying, like, you know, optimistic Amos over there. Well, yeah, but it's <laughs> the next gen cars already given us a you lot don't of. Need to argue it. It's it's a questionable race. It's already given us a lot of follow the leader, catch the leader, hard to pass. So you put that car <laughs> on a track where it's already hard to pass. It's not a great combination. So, this is another right, one enough. of those races that you look at, like the road courses I mentioned last week, that on paper uh-huh. this car should just hammer the road courses. Yeah. Well, this one-mile flat oval, these car, this car ought to just hammer this one-mile flat oval. And I'll bet you money we're all going to have a hard time staying awake for 300 laps. <laughs> well, you're not selling the next week's show very good here. Oh, next week's show's going to be good because Ross Chastain's going to run over oh somebody. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to have plenty of time next week uh, to talk about it. Or he may get put in the wall early on, and we still will talk about it. Where do you think <laughs> they'll send Rutledge Wood this week, oh, Chris? Oh, no, Lordy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I that, don't care. That thing in Dawsonville was... <laughs> I just absolutely... I mean, I I wasn't raving and ranting like I was the previous week, but oh let me gosh. just put it this way. I had a lot of bathroom breaks in this race. <laughs> With Rutledge. Oh, All right, well, we'll see. He'll we maybe... got to set off the siren. When are we going to set off the siren? After he wins, if he does, right? And all the people in there are like, what are you doing here? Yeah, no kidding. They were like, you are an annoying guy. Dude, Go away. Then they set off the siren, and it was like way... They were on that way too long, and it was so loud. Oh, uh, okay. Anyways, uh, if you guys are wondering, the next uh, <laughs> the next race will be exciting. We do promise. Um, eight of the last races, six of the eight last races will be on USA... They were very proud to talk about that. And I was like, oh, great. I'd like to maybe watch it on NBC. Um, So there's our thoughts on the race. Do you guys want to say anything else uh, that we haven't covered yet? Did we finish our picks? No, we haven't. We got to make our picks. That's why I'm asking if you want to say anything (laughs) more about the race. No, no, let's get to our picks. Oh, we haven't even done our picks, have we? We were going to get sidetracked there with with Chris and the coverage and the great extravagant uh, explorations of Rutledge Wood and trust me, by next week, yeah, you won't get, you won't even get me to talk about it. Look, man, I just am mostly not excited for Pocono. So, whatever gets us past that point fastest. All right, uh, making the picks. Then, Amos, you're going to lead us off. We have winner, pole sitter, and most laps led over or under 100. Maybe I should have set that a little higher, huh? Maybe I'm not a good casino manager. <laughs> No, you're right. I think you're right. Um, my pick is Martin Truex Jr. Uh oh. Solid pick. Dipping yes. into it's the not well. Be a good one. Uh oh. The trash talk has started already. <laughs> the Between two losers fighting yeah, up back there. Right. <laughs> uh, Chris, who is the correct pick then? Uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Suarez. Oh no, that's a, that's not a good pick, man. <laughs> okay, I'll get serious then. <laughs> No, I, you just said that. Oh, okay. I'm stuck with that one. All right. What the heck? This is like, this is for real, man. We're not playing Daniel around. Suarez is my winner at New Hampshire. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to say now. How do I follow that up? We're good, Daniel it's Suarez. It's going to be a rain-delayed race. Uh-huh. He's going to be in the lead when the rain comes. Mm-hmm. They're going to call the race because it's past halfway, and he will be the winner. Uh, so I like the Toyota mindset I think Amos has. Maybe more the driver. I don't know about Toyota itself. 
but I want to see some redemption. I want to see the redemption come full circle from last year. If not pick, really. If you pick Denny Hamlin, I'm going to blow you out of that chair. What? No, I'm not picking Hamlin. Uh <laughs> I'm going to go Kyle Busch. This is the track that he does well on. And the scenes last year were just immense. So I'd like to see it go full circle where he's like crying. Isn't this the race where he pointed at it and said, look at it. It's done. We can't race that anymore. Yes, yeah. that is the one. Oh, it was one of the best meltdowns I've ever seen. And that's coming from Kyle Busch, man. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with, with Kyle. Uh, Amos Pulsitter. Look at it. It can't race that. Man, I've completely. Uh, so so my prediction is my prediction is qualifying gets rained out for a second week. Oh, and no. uh, therefore, by default, and this is why I'm picking him, wow. is Chase Elliott wins the poll because qualifying gets rained out. Well, do you want to just say no qualifying then? Because you get a point for that. But if you pick someone, you ain't going to get a point. We have to have okay, qualifying. so qualifying gets rained out. No, okay. no, quali- no, uh, no true quote unquote qualified lap. All right, usually we don't let repeat picks happen, Chris, but <laughs> this is a time where we can, I think. So, how confident do you feel in your weather predictions over there? Do you want to go? With There's the going to be qualifying. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to pick Tyler Reddick. Oh no, the controversy. He's he's gonna put all the naysayers he's gonna shut all the naysayers up because he's gonna qualify on the pole. Man, we should have picked him to win. That would have been that would have been a great story. Yeah. Um I'm gonna stay in the Toyota camp and I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin. <laughs> what? I didn't pick him to win, so calm down over there. <laughs> he's gonna be going in there with a point to prove and the only way he's gonna get away from Ross Chastain is to qualify first and stay, <laughs> stay there. out in front. <laughs> not let anyone touch him. Yeah. Fantastic. I should have thought of that. That's great. All right, Amos. We set the over under for most laps led at one hundred. It's a three oh one race. Do we have to name a driver. I mean, I'm not gonna require it. I just okay. want the over under. Uh, what do you think, Amos? Over under one hundred for who leads the most laps? I think that the most laps led will be over one hundred. Over. You yes, seem sir. like you're very confident. Do you yeah. have a specific number too? Um, no, not a. Okay. No, I just think Martin Truex is going to lead. Lead a lot. Huh? 100, 150 laps. Well, that was a very specific. One hundred one to one fifty. Do I get a bonus point if he leads between 101 and 150? I don't know, man. You're already going out there with no qualifying predictions. So. <laughs> Throw me a bone here, will you? I need some points. <laughs> Chris, over under 100 for our leader. Uh, I'm going to go with over, and I'm going to say 130. 130? And they're going to call the race on lap 152 because of rain. <laughs> Hold on. Let me write all this down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 152. Uh, so I'm going to go with over two because of what we've already talked about, right? This race is it could be dominated by one guy if you get out in front, stay out in front. So all signs point to the over. And uh, I also like the 150 range. So I'm going to go 140 to 150. I, but if we don't make it that far, I mean, Chris, at 152, the race is over. That's right. <laughs> All right, what's our final thoughts? And then we're going to get out of here. We already got the weather update, so we don't yeah, got to worry about that. We got the weather update. Uh, final thoughts, Chris? Uh, final thoughts. Well, I guess I could say my final thought is, is that Flow Racing has teamed with 
Front Row Motorsports uh-huh. as a sponsorship for this race. And they will be sponsoring Michael McDowell. And this is a big deal. For one, just one race? I, I think it's multi-races, but they're just talking about New Hampshire now. Okay. Well, and this right. is a big deal for the listeners, if you're not aware. Flow Racing is kind of the weekly coverage of the grassroots racing across America. Uh-huh. And that's why it's a big deal. Because they recently teamed with MAV-TV. And between the two of them, they're pretty much going to cover pretty much all of the grassroots racing that goes on in this country. Well, there you go. Go get your subscription if you're into that, right? Yeah. You have yours, right? Yes, I do. Excellent. Uh, Amos, final thoughts on today's show? Uh, So, first off, I thought it was a pretty entertaining show. Number one, (laughs) shout out to my boy. He's going to start racking up some wins. Number three, I'm on a rolling point. You just wait, Ty. (laughs) I'm going to just rack them all up. Um, number four, yes, we did bag on New Hampshire, but I think it'll be an okay race. It's not going to be like, I'm going to watch it. Okay. So uh-huh. it can't be that bad. And, uh, oh yeah, I am. <laughs> we might be camping. I man. will have XM Sirius satellite, so I will listen mm, to it. Excellent. Um, maybe I guess if it gets rained out, we'll go fishing or whatever, but, uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm excited. I think it's. It's uh, we're hitting a good stretch, of, like a fun stretch of tracks, I think, yeah. to a degree because they're so different and unique. So, yeah, we'll see how the rest of the regular season goes. All right, yeah, sounds uh, sounds like we did have a good show. I think uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. We'll be back next week to talk about what we saw at New Hampshire or listen to, I guess you could say, depending on what happens. Uh, and the last thing I have to say is is this Reddick move. It's still developing. It's still very surprising to all of us. And uh, if more information comes out, we'll have it for you on next week's show. So hopefully, watch out for us, Chastain. <laughs> yeah, watch out for Chastain as as uh, Amos says, getting out of here. All right, we're we're gonna get out of here. Uh, you guys have a good rest of your day. Remember the race is on USA. Um, I forget the time, but it's on USA, so you guys can figure the time out. All right. Peace out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MLB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.